0: Ogle. they're they are moving and they thought they had some help and they didn't quite get that same help. So if anybody has some time this afternoon uh you can let me know or or, or contact them. So but they're gonna be moving today. Um well I was about to say Lou Ingle, if Lou Ingle doesn't get you going, somebody better, but I'm I'm talking about Ben doesn't get you going, man. Come on. I love this guy right here. <laughs> uh yeah, if you have a heart for prayer if you have a heart to intercede, you know, come on Wednesdays. You know, just maybe you don't even know the fullness of what that even means, but just come and and, and just worship, intercede, get in the groove. Uh, if I also encourage, you, there's four other great uh, classes going on. Uh, if you didn't get this purple thing, grab one on your way out. Or uh, I think Emily's going to be sending an online sign up as well. Encourage you, especially for childcare. We definitely need you to sign up. But there's a. Um, uh, Rick's going to be teaching a class on spiritual warfare, and I'll be filling in for him when he's gone. Um, and Leanne is ooh, going to be uh, talking about real talk. And if you miss that, uh, we did that a whole conference on it. If you miss that, or if you came and you want more about it, um, more just be trained more in that, I encourage you to come to her class. Ted and Joe are going to be teaching First Things First, and that's just a foundational class. Of, of the basics, but the good foundation, especially if you want to teach somebody. Some some people are always like, "What do, what do I share with people if I want to disciple them?" Well, go to that class and find out. And yeah, that's a great class to go to, and, and they're going to be in that one. And um, there's one more. Did I miss one? Oh, marriage class. Yes, Mark and Margie are doing another marriage class, and uh, that's always a great one if you're married to get get some uh, life flow in that. So I just encourage you, come on out. Youth are going to be. Middle school and high school, if you're in that group, come, and they're going to be doing a, a high school, middle school class as well, and, uh, and and just I just encourage you to come uh, and, and be involved in that. Well, I just want to uh, thank you guys for walking with us last week. I was supposed to share this word last week. It's always cool. I told you know them, it's always neat when God demonstrates your word and you didn't even share it, you know? I mean, what was the word? Uh, hearing and listening, and that's about all we did last week. Was here the Lord? Uh, he's he's kind of directed some in different ways, but it was really neat how the body just flowed. And if you weren't here, it's all right. But uh, I just encourage you, you know it was really neat how God just began to orchestrate uh, life and ministry with one another. And um, you know, and Rick has started us out this year with this importance of listening, not only hearing but listening. And there's kind of a difference in that. But we're not going to talk about a whole lot about that today. But there's, but really being in a place to hear and listen and walk in the things that God's speaking. And and he talked about last week, you know, about 15 times in the New Testament, it says uh, in the Word, you know, he who has ears to hear, let him hear, you know. So that, all that does is tell me that there's a possibility that God's speaking and I'm not what? Listening or hearing. <laughs> if he's saying he who has e- ears to hear, let him hear, that means there's a possibility I might not be in a position to hear or Listen, so I want to stir you up this morning. I just want to share this this first, like, little section. I didn't even put up on PowerPoint. I just want to fly through it just to encourage you. I want to stir the things uh, in you, or maybe you've never been a part of a a body, or maybe you've never been in a place that says God speaks. I I want to encourage you. Start reading the Word and just ask the, the Lord, show me everywhere you speak, and you would be amazed how many, like, Old Testament, to New Testament, to the prophets, to Revelation. God speaks from the beginning to the end, and he will not stop speaking <laughs> and declaring who he is and who he is this, this, to us. So I just encourage you, you know, um, you know maybe hear some foundations that you can grab. And, and, and so these first few things I just want to run through. I just want you to be convinced, number one, that God speaks. I mean, you think about creation. You think about the reality of creation. Would, would we be here without him speaking? No. Yeah. Let there be light. Bam, light. Yeah. Let there be the animals on the earth. Bam, the animals are on the earth. Let there be male and female. Bam, there we were. You know, God speaks, and it comes to pass. It comes into existence. It was actually, I believe, his physical word that when it breathed, it created it exists, the, the heavens and the earth. It created light. It created, like, his voice. Was, is that strong. So I just encourage us in that. He's, he's speaking. He, you go all the way to Revelation. He, he'll, he's continuing to speak. And then number, the, number two, that God speaks to me. Um, and you, you think about this. Uh, you know, all things that, the, think about these scriptures. I'm just going to run through them. All things that the Father has are mine, and therefore I've said that he takes of mine and will disclose it to you. He's, Jesus is saying, I'm going to the Father, and I'm going to get stuff, and then I'm going to What? Give it to you. Uh, what about this one? The sheep follow him because they know his voice. Stranger they will not follow but will flee from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. How about Hebrews? And they shall not teach everyone as fellow citizen, everyone as brother, saying, Know the Lord for what? All will know me. I mean, I, I just know that early in my, well, it was, a non, it was an early church non-Christian walk. I grew up in the church wasn't a Christian. I wasn't a believer. Uh, I went every, I went most Sundays, uh, but it was definitely social Christianity to me. It was like, I, if somebody asked me, are you a Christian? I'd be like, I hope so. Maybe. I don't know. I really don't even know what that means, but I hope so. And then I always depended on, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm expecting this person to give me whatever God is saying. Like, you know, it was, it's kind of that, it's weird. I think we the, the modern church has almost become more priestly than we think. You know, we're waiting for this person up here to give us everything that we need for life and godliness. But I'm pretty sure that's through the knowledge of Him, to get to know Him. That's how I get to the fullness. I appreciate everybody that gets up here and speaks because I think they've sought the Lord and tried to hear what the Lord's saying for that day. But, man, we're missing out if we're not experiencing the other six days to hear Him. The other seven, really. Go home and listen, right? You know? All the rest of the day. I mean, this is, this is just an hour or two a week that you get to come here as family. Man, I want to. I want to hear the rest of the week. I don't want to just wait till this moment in time to hear the Lord. And so, um, and I was thinking about this. You you think about the reality of the voice of God going forth. You realize that we we've just been through Christmas. I was about to say Merry Christmas. You know, we got the snow today. I finally, Merry Christmas, everybody. You know, I told a couple of people on the way in Merry Christmas. so. Uh, um you know, but you think about it, Christmas doesn't happen unless the Lord's speaking. I mean, there were, there were seven, let's see, yeah, seven different ways that God spoke for just the manger scene, although the wise men didn't quite make it to the manger. I won't, don't, don't, don't get offended at that, but they did. All right, but the, you can still put them in your little nativity set, but uh, don't take them out, but, you know, just know but seven different ways that the God spoke. You think about Zachariah, God spoke through an angel. Mary, God spoke through an angel. Uh, Elizabeth, she was filled with the Holy Spirit and knew that that was Jesus in, her belly, in Mary's belly. Joseph, God had to speak to him in a dream or else he was going to divorce Mary. What about that? Uh, the shepherds, God spoke to them, told them, hey, you should go there and look at this, uh, what God's doing. The magi you know, spoke to them through creation, set a star up there. didn't even, I don't even, it doesn't really record that they got like this word that they needed to go and find a king, you know. It was, man, there's a sign of God here, go there. Simeon and Anna in the, in the temple, the Holy Spirit told them and filled them and, and that he, Simeon wouldn't die before he saw the Lord. And all of a sudden what? He saw the Lord, you know. So that whole scene doesn't even work without the voice of God. Through not only just the word of God, but through the word of God, and I want to share some of that with you. But think about these couple foundations. Foundation of our faith depends on it. Uh, 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 I just blew it. Um, faith comes by hearing, and what? Hearing the word of God. Your faith depends on it. Your faith depends on hearing the word of God. That's Rama word. If you if you ever go back and do a study, that's another good study. Not for today, but the difference between Logos and Rama and God speaks them at different, different times and different ways. But that scripture is Ramah, his spoken word of God. Faith comes by that. Think about uh, you can't truly live without hearing, Matthew 4.4. 4. Um, you know, you think about uh, man shall not live on every, um, by bread alone, but what? Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You can't even live without it. You might be existing, but you're not living. You know, there's a place that you can exist I'm tired of, I'm tired of existing. I'm tired of seeing people exist I want to live I want to live this life and I want to hear that that takes hearing every word that proceeds from his mouth like you're not you can't get away from that. Uh, think about it, it's where fruit comes from that Matthew 13 that's where the parable of the seed and the sower it says you know he who hears the word and understands it is like he will have bear fruit 30 60 100fold I can guarantee if I had a show hands, y'all don't have to raise your hands, but I can guarantee I can get everybody hand in here raised if I ask who wants 30, 60, 100 fold fruit. All right, then what do you how do you get that? Hear and understand. Walk in it. Being able to walk in the hearing the voice of God. So that's that's the importance of his voice. Well, how does God speak? Well, I mean, you see on there, I mean there's eight, there's probably more than this. I probably I might have left off a couple, but you think about I mean, those three, angels, Spirit of God, and Word of God, all happened when Philip went down. All of a sudden, Philip's like, this angel appears to him, hey, go down to the desert and just hang out. What? Are you serious? It probably would take an angel to tell somebody to go down to the desert and just hang out. So go down to Gaza, all right? I'm going down to Gaza. And all of a sudden, when he got there, he's like, all right, what's up? Spirit of the Lord speaks to him and says, go up to that chariot. Okay, this is just modern-day evangelism. This is, this is what, these are what Joe's been doing on Thursday nights right Thursday nights if they want to come out six thirty every day there's a little little commercial there yeah <laughs> That's is all they're doing they're just hearing what the Lord's saying and they're going and doing what oh go down to go downtown Virginia Tech all right we'll go down there all right what do you want to do here you know so he goes down to Gaza says Spirit of the Lord says go up to the chariot the chariot wow he just happens to be speak reading the word of God amazing and he just happens to be uh, reading about jesus and doesn't know what he's reading and all of a sudden the lord speaks through philip hey here's what that means this is jesus that's that's declaring so three times the lord speaks three different ways just in that one instance so i mean there's I, we could do a whole study on how he speaks and i didn't even write any hardly any scriptures in there other than the ones that i put in there but i mean you like i said we could spend a whole day but spiritual gifts I mean, you think about 1 Corinthians 14, 1 through 5. Let me just read through some of these. Um, Now, I wish that all you spoke in tongues, but even more that you would prophesy. And greater is the one who prophesies than the one who speaks in tongues, unless he interprets, so that the church may receive edification. You're edified. I don't know if you were here last week, but there was a tongue and interpretation. And, man, I was crazy edified. I mean, I was empowered. I was, man, I was like, whoo! goodness gracious, you know. So it was. It was in order. It was. It was the Lord. Uh, it was what God was doing at that moment in time, and He spoke strongly. And most of you were here. I mean, I, I spoke it out. Val interpreted. She's never even. She's never even done that before. Like it was. It was totally the Lord. I mean, God just was amazing. So anyway, I just speak that because I, I want to encourage the body to be. I mean, I'm not a guy that grew up in a any things in relationships, tongue interpretation and tongue, all that. I was the guy that said, if I don't ever want the gift of tongues, I said that. <laughs> and the Lord spoke this is one of these times that God spoke straight right back to me. I' made that because I'd seen the hurt. I had seen the hurt in the church, that tongues had you know, had an effect on people. We, we sat in the back of Eagle's Nest campus ministry, and we'd be ministering to the people that were offended going out, you know they, they got hurt by tongues or got hurt by a spiritual gift. And the Lord, man, I, I made that. I I didn't speak in tongues at that moment, and I, I, was in my just studying one morning, and I just said, God, I don't ever want the gift of tongues. And He, man, immediately spoke back, not audible, but man, as strong as I could have heard it. He said, Mitch, don't ever reject a good gift that I've given. I was like, Jesus, forgive me. I repent. I I rescind that. I take it back. I don't. I didn't say that. I didn't say it, Lord. But, I, you know, and it's, it's amazing what God has done in me in relationship to being able to walk in that um, giftedness and prayer language. I mean, it's powerful. It's powerful. Um, and, and I encourage you, if you don't understand it like I didn't, don't make those proclamations. Go ask God, help me to understand that. Help me to walk in that. Help me to live that out because I know it's in your word and I know it's a gift, but I don't understand it. Okay, so empower me or find somebody to encourage you in it. Or, or teach you about it. That's what I encourage you. Uh, obviously, creation. That Colossians one two I, or one twenty three. I love this. Indeed, if you continue firmly in the faith, steadfast, not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which was proclaimed in all creation under heaven. The hope of the gospel was proclaimed in all creation under the uh, under the under heaven. Talk about audible. I mean, there's plenty of times God the Father spoke several times that He spoke out, you know, to Jesus. The one I put in there was, you know, uh, Jesus said, "Father, glorify Your name." Then a voice out of heaven, "I have glorified it, and will glorify it again." And the crowd of people who stood by heard it. They heard it, but they didn't understand it. They didn't know who was speaking because they weren't in tune with the Lord. And it said, the "Crowd of people stood by it, heard it. They were saying it thundered. Others were saying an angel had spoken to him. So at least they heard. It. At least they heard something. Am I doing something wrong? Let me know. And then, of course, if you keep going, obviously audible, prophetic, you know, you can all prophesy, Uh, we talked about that, dreams and visions, I love this Acts passage, it shall be in the last days, I will pour forth my spirit on all mankind, your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will dream, sorry, your young men will see visions, your old men shall dream dreams, even on my bond slaves, both men and women, I will in those days pour forth my spirit, and they will prophesy. I love that. You know, like visions, prophecy, he speaks through us. He's, he says that even in the last days, that's, that'll be a sign. You'll know when it's the last days, when people start rising up, they're seeing vision, they're prophesying. They're, uh, um, yeah, prophesying, seeing vision, dreaming dreams. I mean, that's going to be part of this last days movement. And so I encourage you. Uh, you know, obviously, Matthew 10.10, for it is not you who speak, but it is the Spirit of the Father who speaks in you. If God speaks in you, what's it going to sound like? A thought. You know, so, so sometimes God will speak to you. It'll be a thought. How can you figure out if that's of God or not? Well, does it line up with His Word? I mean, we've, we've experienced some people saying, you know, they've gotten something. They're like, you know, God told me this morning to, you know, uh, um, what did God say? Divorce my wife and, and go out and marry my secretary. All right? Does, does anybody uh, agree that that doesn't line up with anything of God's word? Absolutely. So God's word will always be your uh, bearing. I mean, that obviously, that's not of God. So you need to be able to, the bearing is the word, the word of God. Um, so what you're hearing, you should always make sure it lines up in that context of the word. And the still small voice, you know, the Lord wasn't in the wind. You remember uh, Elijah, uh, you know, he was out at the rocks, and the Lord said, go out, and I'm going to speak to you. And all of a sudden, this rushing wind comes, and the Lord, he says, I wasn't in that. And all of a sudden, the earthquake comes. He's like, I wasn't in that. And then the fire comes. I wasn't in that. And then the spit, still small voice, I was in that. That was me. That was me speaking to you. So listen, I mean, that's... I love when Robbie did that this morning. I love when he does that. He's like, listen, you know, just listen. So I encourage you. That was a quick synopsis of probably a really cool week-long teaching that, um, that you could get. But I really wanted to get down to here to some keys to hearing because I really want to open up our, I pray that the body of Christ will be able to we have ears to hear. If that really statement is true, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. I want the let him hear part of that for the body. I want us to let her, her hear, let the child hear, let the whoever hear. You know, I, wanna, I want us all to be in that place of hearing. So what are some keys to hearing? Well, obviously, um, let me just make sure I have one real quick thing. You, you think about the book of Acts. Go read the book of Acts. I mean, this is the beginning of the church, right? Like Jesus uh, dies. Uh, he calls he calls really the book of Acts as a transition. You know, a lot of people say it's, well, it's just, it was just a transitionary book, and then everything in Acts is really not valid. Well, I, to me, it's like to me, it's the the blueprint of what the church should look like. I mean, that to me, I mean, I don't I don't know how to I don't know how to work that away. I mean, when Jesus you know leaves and then establishes the church, to me, that's what it should look like. I mean, that's just personal maybe maybe I'm wrong but I think that's what it should look like so but you think about Acts every book of Acts except maybe I think it was like chapter 17 has a supernatural revelation a supernatural healing a supernatural something God's speaking doing to declare who he is and so I'm like wow I mean if that's the early church if that was what God set in motion well that's what we're shooting for you know That's our heart and for dwelling place as a whole, you know, to be a body that hears, listens, walks in the fullness of just who he is and what he set set us out to walk in. Um, I'm going to share. There was a testimony. I'm going to share a testimony later probably. Um, But anyway, uh, first, I think these are up there now, yeah. Um, First one is just really discern what we're hearing. And I'm not going to talk about this because really Rick, if you want to hear this message, go listen to Rick's message on the podcast, uh, the first one of the year uh, in January. I think it was the third. Um, but really, discern what you're hearing. You think about First Samuel. You remember the story of Samuel? I didn't put it, I didn't put this scripture up there, but remember Samuel and Eli. Remember Samuel? Uh, Eli was uh, you know this, the older of the two, and um, Samuel said you know the word of God was somewhat rare in those days, and all of a sudden. Uh, God speaks to Samuel and says, Samuel, Samuel. And all of a sudden he, he gets up and he runs to Eli and he, he says, and he's talking to Eli, he says, what? What do you need? And Eli says, well, I didn't, I didn't call you. What, are you. what are you doing in here? Like, I didn't call you. So he goes back he goes back to sleep or goes back to his, wherever he's at the room. And same thing happens. Samuel, Samuel. So he gets back up, Eli, uh, I didn't call you. Um, So he gets back, and I think it happens a third time. And uh, Eli finally realizes, like, dude, the Lord is speaking to Samuel. (laughs) We just got that. All right. So he says, next time you go in there, just say to this to the Lord. Here I am. I'm listening. I'm here. And all of a sudden, so Samuel goes. And that was the beginning of Samuel, the ministry of Samuel. You go read the ministry of Samuel. It was huge, huge. But he called him out. By even, even this place of hearing his voice. Samuel, Samuel. You know, really, I encourage you, really listen. He'll call your name out. He knows you by name. Remember that John 10 passage? He leads you out by what? Number. You know, if you're a Virginia Tech student, <laughs> he doesn't call you by number. He doesn't know that. He, he probably knows that number, but he's not calling you by that number. Uh, he's calling you by name. Yeah, he leads you out. So listen to that voice, you know, Mitch, Mitch, you know. Because um, the reality is that, you know, we talked about that at the beginning of the year. This year is going to be a year of loud voices. Like there's going to be a lot of noise out there. I mean, you talk about the political arena. You talk about what's going on on Wall Street. You can talk about all sorts of in the world, Middle East, terror. I mean, it, it can get you overwhelmed and consumed real quick, you know, with all sorts of stuff. But make sure you discern what you're hearing. And listen, and make sure, we're, you know, we're also going to be talking about what you listen to. Rick will be sharing on that in the upcoming weeks. Um, but I encourage you because there's voices of God, there's voices of man, there's voices of the enemy, the world, self. I don't know if you were here when he was speaking, but you know we led Kaylee through this maze of sorts, and she had to listen to the voice of God while all these other people were yelling at her. You know It was really hard. Was, you had to really tune in and listen. Uh, that Genesis 3 passage, go to that one, the next one. I love this. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. The man and his wife hid themselves. This is after they fell, after they uh, took of the fruit and hid themselves from the presence of God, the Lord God, among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord called to them and said to them, where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid myself. And Man, this statement's huge. And he said, who told you that you were naked? What voice have you listened to? Because I, I didn't. I don't remember telling you that. Who told you you were naked? Yeah, and obviously the effects of sin, the effects of the, 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 the uh, being de- deceived and uh, by the enemy. That's what told them that they were naked. And all of a sudden, this reality. And uh, I mean, I have a huge testimony in this. This has probably changed my life. This has changed my life forever. You know, I was, I was, I was in my room. I remember it was uh, at Virginia Tech, uh, just coming, you know, I'd, I'd gotten saved, I was probably walking maybe maybe a year or two uh, in relationship to being saved, and I didn't, I, I was still even getting to know God, I mean, I, it was really early in my walk with God, I, I, you know, I really wasn't listening, or I wasn't, you know, I was trying to have some Bible study, I was trying to do some things, so I think I was doing a Bible study in my room, just having a quiet time, and I ran across a verse, something like John, you know, most of y'all have heard this, but like John 3:16. I don't even know what it was. I can't remember the verse. It was like, God loves you, basically. And I kind of made this sarcastic comment in my heart and my mind, but it was out, I knew it was out loud to God. (laughs) It was like, I was like, Lord, you love everybody. I was like, what's so special about that? And I'm serious, like, immediately, as strong as I could have heard it, without it being audible, the Lord said, Mitch, I like you. I like everything about you. you. know, There's some things in you that I didn't put in you that I'll help walk out with you, but I like everything about you. I created, formed you, fashioned you. I like you. Now, I'm serious. To a guy that never liked himself, before that moment, I, I mean, if somebody said, do you like who you are? I would have said no. Do you think God likes who you are? No. And here I am, a guy that's, you know, pretty good guy. Well, I, think, I think a somewhat decent believer. You know, I don't know how you, how you figure all that out at that moment. That's why we're doing this spiritual uh, growth thing. we got to figure out how we're growing. But I don't know how I was growing or whatever, but I know that that moment shook me for life because that day from on, I knew God liked me. I knew it from the depth of my heart. I could hear the Bible stories say Jesus loved me. I don't know about you, but that doesn't do it. I, I need to hear from God speaking into me. You know, Abba, you know, Daddy, you know, those moments of hearing the voice of God shook me forever. If I, man, I don't know if I hadn't heard the word of God, the voice of God, where I would be, you know, because it changed me forever. I'm praying for those encounters for you. Think about this one. Uh, so really just hear the voice of God. Who ta- let me go back to that one minute. Who told you you couldn't? Who told you that you were naked? That's another one that I heard. Um, You know, most of y'all know my testimony with Leah. We have a whole lot of, earlier in our marriage, we had a lot of frustration with communication because I came from a family of three boys who did not communicate. Right, Brandon? (laughs) That's my my real brother, if you didn't know. Um, That's right. I mean, you are my brothers from another father. You guys are my brothers, too. but That one's from the same earthly mother and father. (laughs) He's like, what, what, what? So Brandon and I grew up in a a home that was great. I mean, it was a good home, but you know how many intimate conversations we had, or I had, with my... We talked about sports. We talked about sports. (laughs) I think we made it to another... I don't even know if we made it past sports, probably not. But and then we I come and I marry this awesome woman of God that she comes from a family of three girls. Guess what they do all day long? <laughs> chat, 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 you know, talk, talk, talk. I mean it's funny going to going to her folks at Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, all, all us guys are sitting over there doing something on our computer and they're up at the they're up there sitting around jabbing, talking, jabbing, talking. I'm like, Eesh. so you know. <laughs> I'll just get, get get your fill, get your fill, <laughs> like, please, yeah. but you know, it was amazing in this transition though, I finally came to this conclusion, there was something in me that said, uh, all right God, you either created her not to communicate, or you created me to communicate, that's really what this thing comes down to, <laughs> like, I'm frustrated, we're frustrating each other, and it was amazing, uh, I was I just had a moment with the Lord, and all of a sudden the, the the Lord spoke that verse to me. He said, "He said, Mitch, who told you you couldn't communicate?" I was like, um, um, "You know, I just want to just fumble around with." I guess it wasn't you, Lord, because <laughs> he didn't tell me he didn't tell me I couldn't communicate. You know, my my circumstances told me I couldn't. My bringing up said that I I wouldn't be able to, and. But all of a sudden, he didn't, and I said, I, and really, I did. That's why I believe in the ministry of dealing with strongholds, or that was a false conclusion in my heart. I was believing a lie that I couldn't communicate. That's why I believe in that, because all of a sudden, I, all I did was say, all right, God, forgive me for believing that lie that I could not communicate, and I believe that I'm a, I believe that you've given me everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of who you are. So you've given it to me. I don't know how to use it. It was like I'd tied my Arm, you your, Think about it, if you tied your arm to your waist and you lived that way all your life and all of a sudden somebody told you to, hey, untied it and then all of a sudden said, use it, you'd be like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But it was amazing that God breathed life into that place for me. And I knew it because probably about, I'm serious, it was probably a couple of days, not less than a week later, I was in a conversation with her, I felt like, two hours, and all of a sudden, I was like, dude, I, I think I'm enjoying some of this. I don't think I dreaded this. This is, this is good. Because <laughs> before then, I was like, I don't know what you want me to say. I don't know what you want me to do. Just tell me what you want me to say, you know. So it was, co- it was really cool that, you know, I, I didn't have to go through class 101 and conversation, communication or whatever. I didn't have to go back to college for it. God empowered me to be who I was. He started pu- putting in me that I'm a communicator. Obviously, she's still the better of the communicators' relationship to love and to talk. But, you know, God's empowering us to start walking that out. Glory to glory. All right? Keep going, Mitch. All right. uh, Next one. One of the things we got to do, key to hearing and listening, is doing what? Stop. Just stop. Right? Be still. Cease striving. Some Some of you have learned this scripture, you know. This one is, uh, cease striving and know that I'm God. Most of you heard it. Be still. Know that I am God. You know, part of knowing who he is. If I don't stop and ever get to know this person, I never will get to know her, right? I mean, you can be married and not know somebody. I mean, the reality is the knowing part is getting to know them, spending time, walking, being still. I mean, we have to, we, we still fight with chunking out time to just, hey, maybe we can get a date this month. Yeah, or maybe this week, you know, let's go out, you know, let's get face to face, you know, cease striving, know that I'm God, my soul, wait in silence for God only, my hope is from Him. So really being still, coming back to that place of, I mean, you're living in a society that's never been louder, that's never been more active, there's more stuff to do. And I think the reason that sometimes we get still get so bored is because we don't know who is really the one that's exciting. The one that really can—if we draw near to him, he draws near to us. Man, there's some stuff that can happen. There's some stuff that can happen. So I encourage you: be still, cease striving. This next one's kind of like that. Uh, This—I love this one. Incline your ear. Um, go on to that next one. Yeah. This. Oh, sorry, I didn't change it up there. If you got notes from last week, uh, this one was supposed to be Proverbs 4. Uh, thank you, Tiny. Who? found that out. At least one, one person took it home and read through it because they found the wrong scripture that I put in there. <laughs> so, my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. That, that It's like this. You know? I mean, that's that's what that, that's the word picture. Like, draw near. Like, get down. Get with him. Get in there. Uh, Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart for they are what? Life to those who find them, and health to all their body. Wow, he's just given us life and health through what? Hearing his words and keeping them where? In our heart. Hearing the voice, hearing his words, put them in our, empowering them in our heart. Watch over your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the springs of life. Go on to the next one. These are a couple of ears. Lord God has given me the tongue of a disciple that I may know how to sustain the weary one with the word, how are you going to do that? I mean, a lot of us like to minister and encourage people. Well, how do you do that? How do you get that? Well, this verse tells you. Morning by morning, he awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to what? Listen. Incline your ear to listen to him. That's how you'll know. I mean, there's many, many times where I, I've gotten in that place where, I, I mean, I don't know what the Lord. Oh, yeah, I remember what you said this morning. That's for him. That's for that person. That's who you were wanting that for. Uh, this one, you know, why do you spend money for what's not bread, your wages for what they're not satisfied? Listen carefully to me. Eat what is good. Delight yourself in abundance. How are you going to eat? How are you going to delight? Well, listen. Incline your ear. Come to me. Listen that you may what? Live. Still that place. Key is in listening. Key is in listening. And so I just encourage you in that. Um, I was just going to say, I thought I might have a. Something in there to share about that, but um, and then the last one in this this little part is just practice. You know, I spoke this last week at the right at the end. Uh, you know, concerning him, we have much to say. It's hard to explain since you have be, whoops, yeah, become dull of hearing. So he's talking about hearing. For though this time you ought to be teachers, you need have a need again for someone to teach you uh, the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness. He's an infant. But solid food is for the mature. All right? How are you going to get mature? How are we going to grow? You know, we're going to talk about spiritual growth sometime this year. How are you going to grow? Well, part of it's you got to listen. You got to be in a place to listen and have your senses trained to know. You know? It says, but the solid food is for the mature who, because of practice, have their senses trained. You know, sometimes it's like, I don't even know. I don't even know where to start with this whole. Well, we'll also probably talk about this at some point. Grab a journal, you know. Just write a question to God. You know, hey God, what are you saying today? Or hey, what do you think about me today? Or hey, what do you, you know? Anything like? Just start stirring your heart to listen. You know, <laughs> ask a question and listen. Um, I think the Lord really wants to speak. Sometimes, like I said, it's getting getting our heart in that place to listen. There's many times. I mean, probably the the most significant things, some of the most significant things I've ever heard, especially early in my walk, (laughs) were when, because I used to really enjoy video games and got really distracted with, you know, this, that, and the other, and all of a sudden the Lord, or maybe a a football game was on and I was watching it, and all of a sudden the Lord would be like, hey, Mitch, i got something to share. Man, you just know that moment. You're like, are are you serious, God? I'm almost almost ready to beat this level. Come on, Lord. (laughs) Like, this is important to the world. Like, (laughs) this is huge. Or, you know, this football game, man, you know, it's getting close, you know, whatever it was. And I'm telling you, every time I took that moment to say, all right, I'm just going to be still, and I'm going to get away with the Lord, I'm serious, every time spoke amazing things to me. So some of it's just taking that opportunity to get out from the busyness and the noise of life, all right? And I just want to encourage you with some of these, well, what if I'm having trouble, okay? So those are just some things. Well, what if I'm having trouble listening? All right, what if I'm having trouble hearing? Sorry, and listening, maybe. All right, what, what about that? Well, some of these things you, I want to encourage you, maybe deal with fear. Um, this, you talk about the children of Israel. I mean, think about it in Deuteronomy. I mean, even, even back in the Old Testament, God was speaking. Sometimes we didn't, they didn't want to hear or they were too scared to hear. I mean, look at this passage. These words the Lord spoke to all the assembly at the mountain from the midst of the fire the cloud with a great voice he added no more. He wrote them on two tablets of stone and gave them to me. And when, you, and when you heard the voice of the midst of the darkness while the mountain was burning with fire, you came near to me and all the heads of the tribes and your elders. Go on to that. And you said, and this is talking about to the people of God, Behold, the Lord our God has shown us his glory and his greatness. That's good news. We have heard his voice from the midst of the fire. We have seen today that God speaks with man, yet he lives. That's good, right? Well, you would think, but they say, Now then, why should we die? For this great fire will consume us. If we hear the voice of our Lord, our God, any longer, then we will die. For who is there of all flesh who has heard the voice of the living God speaking from the midst of the fire and have lived? Well, Moses just did it, right? I mean, Moses has done that. I mean, there's people that live from his voice. And so what they said is they said, Go near and hear all the Lord God has said, then come speak to us. All the Lord our God speaks to you, and we will hear it and do it. I don't know about you remembering. I don't remember them doing the Word of God. I remember like uh, golden calves happening, and I remember uh, going and mixing with the other people of the world at that day. I don't remember that happening. And you know why? It, you know, I thought about this. It's like, it's like you know, when I tell my kids, like if I tell Kristen to go tell Caleb to go do something, how much power does that have? What, Kristen gets downstairs, tells Caleb to do it. And he's like, whatever. You know, he didn't say that. And I'm like, I have to come downstairs and say, Caleb, I said that, right? See, secondhand information sometimes just doesn't, isn't the same, is it? Like secondhand information doesn't do it. Like you've got to hear the voice of God, the, the word of God, because that's where it has empowerment. Like It doesn't have empowerment. You know, this didn't have empowerment. This, you know what this creates? Priestly mentality. You go get it, come give it to me, and I'll live it out. Right, you don't live it out you live I've lived out almost every word that God's spoken to me personally. I've heard a lot of stuff from up here that I probably haven't walked out. I mean probably we should all be super human Christians if we took everything that was spoken up here and applied it to our lives, we'd be like super Christian, cool. you know, but we're all growing in that, right? We're all listening, hearing, but I guarantee you the words you hear from the Lord man that, those are the ones that. Uh, those are the ones that, you know, when I heard, I like you, wow, changed my life. Um, second one, just dealing with our heart. You know, I love this. I, I'm not going to go over all these, but every, these, all these four of these next scriptures say, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart like you did in those, in those days. All right, so you can flip through those. I mean, it's, in Psalm, it's from Psalms. Go on to the next few. You know, today, if you hear His voice, I mean, God speaks it three times in Hebrews. When God starts speaking something repetitively, we probably should lis- listen, right? Listen. Today, if you hear His voice, don't harden your heart. You know, be open. You know, be open. Don't, don't. Uh, you know, sometimes we, we, we don't want to hear it because we don't want to be responsible for the word, number one, or we don't want to hear it because we fear, like the first thing that I talked about. But some of us maybe have gotten hurt maybe we've heard the word of the Lord and we acted on it didn't work out like we wanted it, and then we've gotten hurt and we've kind of hardened our heart to it I just encourage you open up your heart again you know to the word of God to the voice of God um, you think about that um, he says it three times there and then you think about the soil of your heart in that Matthew passage you know he's talking about he's, he's talking about the heart the soil of the heart he's like You know, the first three didn't. The words didn't apply. You know, they were sown on rocky soil. Uh, You think about this. The evil one comes away, snatches what's been sown in his heart. Uh, The one on whom the seed was sown on the rocky places is the man who hears the word, receives it with joy, but he doesn't have what? Roots, you know, to make it work. Keep going. Um, He has no firm root in himself. It's temporary. When affliction or persecution comes, you fall away, you know. That's why we got to get the word in deep in our heart. Immediately he falls away. And the one on the thorns, this is the man, the worry and deceitfulness of the world, you know. It's interesting. Uh, we got a word this morning. Um, you know, it said, this life is deceitful, dishonest, everyone working angles. It's critical. But this isn't how God views us. It is innocent like a parent looks at a child, like he sees, sees it differently, you know. Uh, there was another word in relationship, you know, we we can put a line in the sand and, and not listen to the world, but uh, both for us and our children, you know, get in that place where, you know, in, in your heart, you're determining, man, I want to listen to the Lord, not the world, not what it's declaring, not the worries, you know. All of, all of us have worries. Uh, there's uh, If we all took time, we could all hear the worries of this world. We could all hear the things that are before you and on you and, and things that you're or, or even dreaming. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff that we can listen to. Listen to his his voice. Listen to his heart. Um, just deal with doubt and unbelief. You think about this. For indeed, we have had good news preached to us, just as they did. Okay. They think about this. Both of them had the same word preached. You ever been in those? I've always. It's always funny. Like I'll be in the, I'll be in a message, and somebody like, you know, from. Uh, sometimes I I'll, I'll teach, and I'll be like, oh my gosh, that was horrible. And, and somebody would come up, man, that was the best thing ever. I'm like, oh my gosh, really? I'm like, well, you yeah, I, I need to deal with my own doubt. But the, the reality is they, the reason it profited them is because they united it with what? Faith. You know, it says the good news they had preached to us, sorry, indeed we had good news preached to us just as they did, but the word they heard did not profit. Why? Because it was not united in faith. You know, there's, that's that measure of faith that you got to walk in. So, Remember, doubt is just divided mind. You know, it's like you hear the word and all of a sudden you just let go of it. You hear the word, you let go of it. You hear the word, let go of it. You know, make it firm. Make that word firm. And the last one is just dealing with the dullness of hearing. Remember that uh, scripture concerning him in Hebrews? Concerning him, we have much to say, but it's hard to explain. Since you have become what? Dull of hearing. Uh, Yeah, I never understood this verse until I lived in Cambria. If you ever know the Bain Street Apartments, uh, some of us have lived there. Some of us are living there right now. Uh, it's right beside the railroad tracks. All right. And um, and then when we were in East Stone, uh, our second year of marriage, uh, we lived probably I don't know 100 yards, 100 yards from a railroad track. And at that, at least the, the Cambria one, they didn't blow the horn. It, you, all you heard was the ding, 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 you know, all day. Um, but in one, one in Big Stone Gap, you heard it. At this crossing and then there was a crossing right down the street and you heard it at that crossing. It was like a double whammy. I mean they're laying on the horn all the way through through that. Well it's funny, you know, people come to visit and they'll be like, Man, how can you even did you did you hear that? Like what? What was it? Oh, it was a train. How do you deal with that? I'm like, Oh, I don't even hear it anymore. And why? Because I just dulled my senses to it. It was unimportant anymore. <laughs> like I'm done with you these sounds. <laughs> I'm done with you, horn, and I just dulled it out, but you know, we can do that with the word, we can do that with his voice, just dull it out, it became unimportant, sometimes when it becomes unimportant, or we just lose sight, or uh, uh, we just lose focus, sometimes that word can become unimportant, and we we just get dull, we just need to stir that up, stir that up within us, stir that up within us, so um, (laughs) that's why I always tell my kids, sorry about all that popping, I don't know what it's doing, but... I always tell my kids, Leah knows this, they said, if Mitch is watching TV, you should probably turn that off before you start talking to him, because I dull out anything else. <laughs> I've got, I I do have that disease, okay, I, I, I'm not <laughs> proud of it, I'm just saying, I've got to learn how to come out from it, but, you know, if the game's on and you're trying to talk, just tell me to turn the game off, you know, because uh, that's not going to work. <laughs> it's not that I don't, your voice isn't important, I just dulled it. I've dulled everything out. I've learned a bad habit, and sometimes it is just a bad habit. You know, it's a bad habit of, oh, was that the Lord? Oh man, I didn't even give I didn't even give expression to it, and I should maybe think about that. And I love I'll, every time I see a sunrise. I give expression to it because I I believe the Lord's speaking to me every time. Every time I see a rainbow. Yesterday I saw half rainbow. Man, I love it. The Lord just speaks to me in that all the time uh, through His creation, and the last thing. Just this is the key response. You remember, we just finished with Christmas, and uh, we finished in relationship to Mary. And and you know, if, if you go back and read that Mary magnif- Magnificant, how do you say that? Magnificant? sounds all professional or something. The Magnificent, and the, you know that the 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 things that she talks about in her little thing. And right towards the end, she she makes this, I think, or maybe this is, no, sorry, this is right after uh, uh, the angel speaks to him or her. Anyway. It says, and she just makes this declaration, Behold, the bond slave of the Lord, may it be done according to what? Your word. It's really, uh, I think the verse right before that says um, uh, nothing is impossible with God. You know what You know what word is in that? If you go, like I said, you have to, unfortunately, I don't know why they do this, but if you go back in the Greek, that phrase has uh, rhema, the word rhema in it, which is what? spoken word. It really means if God speaks it, it's impossible for it to not come about. I mean, that's the gist of the word. It's, it's impossible. F- you know, nothing's impossible for God. Rhema is in that, in that phrase. It just got, word, it got worded out. The reality is that that's what it means. It means, man, if God speaks, it's impossible for it not to come about. That's how powerful the word of God is. And, and when we get into that place of submitting to him and saying, all right, God, let it be done according to your word. I don't know how that's going to happen. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know how to communicate, but I know you spoke some you, you spoke truth to me and you said I that wasn't that wasn't truth. And and he's been faithful to that. And so um and, and I want to end with this this story uh this morning. If you ever get a chance, I know we're going we've gone over a few minutes, but um, I encourage you Jack Deere if you've ever heard of him or not, but this is a guy that came out of Dallas Theological Seminary. And, I, and like I said, I don't, I don't try to bust on anybody, they, but they don't necessarily believe in, that God speaks today and, um, or the gifts of the Spirit, they've passed away, things like that. But Jack Deere a, was a professor uh, in that for 10 years. Um, and he, he wrote two books, Surpri- well, at least the two that I have. Sorry, he's probably written more. But the two books I have, Surprised by the Power of the Spirit and Surprised by the Voice of God. And, like, God, basically, that, that was his testimony. God surprised him, like, awakened him. Like, he didn't even believe in this stuff, okay? He didn't believe in the gifts of the Spirit. He didn't believe in the voice of God. But he shares a, a testimony in there, and I, you've probably heard it before, but, um, but there's a reality of this girl named Myra. I was going to get the word right. And I'll just, yeah, Myra. Um, she had a history of what psychiatrists would call rejection. She ended up um, going to... uh She's got, you know, she went to doctors, this, that, and the other. Uh, She was really depressed. She goes into um, a situation where uh, she gets the only job she can get is taking care of this elderly gentleman. The elderly gentleman has this couple sons. Uh, One of them takes advantage of her. In that being taken advantage of, she becomes pregnant. Uh, In that becoming pregnant, she's going to end this baby's life because it wasn't hers. Okay? That's where she comes to. All right. All of a sudden, the Lord speaks to her. and says, "Myra, if you have that baby, give him to the Lord, and I will do great things with him." She hears it like she's not even—I don't, I can't remember. If she's a believer. She's a, she doesn't even know the voice of God, either way. God speaks to her. Okay. So she has the baby. Of course, then nothing happens. I mean, like the the, the boy grows up, pretty feisty in, in the world and. She isn't seeing the culmination of what God spoke to her. Like, and then all of a sudden, uh, in his teenage years, he got, he kind of, they went in and out of foster home. He ended up going in and out of foster home. She kind of had a hard time keeping up with him. Uh, he, find, he lands in this pastor's house. Uh, he gets saved. Uh, still has kind of moderate, you know, in there. But um, in his teenage years, all of a sudden, the Lord speaks to him and declares to him in a, in a, in a meeting that he's going to go share the gospel to the world, and his name is James Robinson. I don't know if you know him, but he's shared gospel to millions of people, has his own show, Living Life, or I can't remember, uh, something, big show on TV and stuff. Yeah, Dr. Robinson, if you ever, I mean, it's amazing. He, he was kind of, he was tagged to be kind of the next um, Billy Graham of sorts, and he kind of pulled back from that, that kind of pull, but I mean, this is a guy that had influence like crazy. But had it not been for the voice of God, wow. Like, you know, she heard and walked. Think about Joseph and Mary. You know, same thing. God is speaking. Are we listening? Are we hearing? Are we inclining our ear? Are we walking in those things? And so my heart this morning is really stir you up in that. Because I believe as we are hearing, God's going to be speaking. As God speaks, we're going to be walking in it. And if we're walking in what God's speaking... There's no telling what's going to happen, you know. There is no telling what's going to happen. That's why I love, you know, when Brandon and them get, they they get those words in relationship to healing because, man, there's people that need words of healing, you know, a a word of of knowledge for healing, you know. Some of us need those prophetic words or words of wisdom, you know, those gifts of the Spirit. And so I just encourage you this morning in that. And so really kind of the, the, the call this morning was really, I felt like kind of out of that story. Some of us, you know, I want us to hear the voice of God so that we don't abandon maybe something that God is doing that we don't understand. She didn't understand that. I mean, obviously it wasn't God that did any of that. But remember, God causes all things to work out for good. I don't think he caused that to happen to that lady. But when she heard the voice of God, it set in motion what God had the purpose and plan for that baby forward. And so I just encourage you, there's, a, there's things in us that God wants to awaken and speak into us again and birth into us again that, that we can put feet to. And some of you may be in that situation where, okay, I, I birthed that thing and it's not doing what I thought it was going to do, you know, like she did. She's like, this, didn't, this isn't working because he's supposed to be, God, I gave him to you and he's supposed to be great, you know. Maybe there's some things in your heart and your life that, man, I thought, I thought that was going to be better than what I am experiencing. And the Lord wants to speak again and breathe again into that, uh, that situation. So I want us to stand. Unless, do you have anything, Rick? or Liz, do you have anything? She's discerning. She's got that discerning look. She's like, hey, I got something, but I don't know. So we can finish up. Yep. I
1: am. Um I was just sitting there the whole time. I'm like, okay, Lord, I really feel like you really, like you want to speak something. I think this being Sanctity of Life Sunday, like there's something really significant with that. It's just interesting. I didn't know Mitch was going to share that story at the end. But I felt like God was really, from the very beginning, this place of it being like foundational in hearing. Um, because I not only do I hear myself, but I mean, it says encourage one another daily as you see the day approaching. There's this place where I'm hearing for others, too, and I just felt like he was just saying like a foundational point of that is really valuing life. Like for me to be able to hear even his words towards me, I think a lot of our hindrances are because of things that have happened or things that have been spoken or things that we believe. That we lose value for our life, like who He's created us to be. Or sometimes we're not hearing for someone else because we're unable to see the value of their life. And I don't I just kept on hearing where it just said, you know, life is a gift from God, and therefore every life is wonderful, precious, valuable, beautiful, and sacred. You know, from from that point of, you know, the fertilized seed to, you know, the elderly that is nearing a place of death that we're able to value and we're hearing out of receiving our value but really seeing the value that every single person was knit, knitted together and detailed by the Almighty God Himself. They're His. He chose them. He created them. He purposed them with the destiny that He's planned for them. So I just just really felt like the Lord really wanted to just hit that foundational and just really honor, like it is very important. Um, I don't know if Laura's here, Laura Dean. You know, she spends a lot of her time Every week, you know, walking in this in the place of the unborn, but I just felt like the Lord wanted to affirm that.
0: Amen. Well, let's uh, let's stand. Uh, we're going to close out. Some of the, the um, uh, first responders will come up. Uh, there's going to be some people to pray with you today. Um, the The response for the prayer can be all the way from I need to be I need to hear the Lord and and get saved. Number one, I need to know the Lord to be able to start this process of hearing him. And um but you know, I think too is you this place of really being able to be be in this place of if you have if you've maybe heard or maybe you've laid down, maybe it's just like this this person, she was about to abandon you know, things forward. She was about to abandon that which this life was had created, been created. Uh, she was about to ban that, and all of a sudden, the Lord spoke to her. And and I just feel like the Lord is going to be doing some of that this week, just beginning to speaking to us and declaring to us. And so that's, one of my, that's my prayer this morning, um, that he who has ears to hear, let him hear. He, she who has ears to hear, let her hear. Um, I just pray right now. So, Lord, I just want to pray right now in Jesus' name, God, that your Holy Spirit would just... Uh, began to work and orchestrate and walk in this place, number one, I just come back to that word that Leah just shared, that we can value life. We can value our own life, Lord, because I know that I didn't value my life until I heard you say I like you. And, Lord, I I, I really disliked it. I did, hated myself. I don't. I didn't really uh, enjoy living at that moment. But, Lord, when you spoke, God, I, I like you. I not only love you, I like you. I was able to, to hear the, the value and the, the sanctity of my own life, the value that God spoke into me from the creation of this world. And so, Lord, I pray right now, God, that we'd be able to hear that value. Some of us just need to hear that value. Some of us might need to come up and get prayer and ask, what is my value? I don't, I don't feel like I have value or whatever that might look like this morning. I just pray in Jesus' name, God, that you would, we would hear your word and respond. And so Lord I just thank you for that and I just pray in Jesus name Lord I I just ask for destiny and life and purpose God to be breathed into the voice that we hear this this week God that this would be a week a month a year of hearing God and I'll, I'll, obviously we never want to stop hearing but God this would be a a a year of hearing God and we're, you know, we're going to come up and maybe do some, we're going to be doing some fasting in February and just, we'll, we'll get some more information about that. But Lord, I only really want to hear your voice. That's the reason for the fast, to be able to hear your voice uh, and get before you. Set our lives apart unto inclining our ear and drawing near to listen, to being still and listening. God, to practice, to be able to practice, put that into practice. So Lord, I pray this week, God, as we practice hearing your voice, as we incline our ear, as we, uh, as we begin to discern what voices we're hearing, and some of us might be, need to say, man, I've been hearing the wrong voice. I know, I've, I know this isn't the voice of God, but it's all I can hear. Come up and get prayer for that. God, I just pray right now in Jesus' name, open up our ears. Open up our ears, God. Open up the, our spirit and our ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. So, Lord, we bless you. We honor you. We thank you for that. And so we bless you in Jesus' name. So I'm just going to dismiss you. Thanks for coming this morning. Thanks for first time people have guests. We, we thank you for coming. But I just encourage you, if you want prayer this morning, these guys and gals are going to be up here. Uh, have a blessed uh, afternoon, blessed week. Keep listening. Keep hearing.